Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Ritty. Today is December Nine. The time is about 11.30 and Radio NPC does conduct Zoom conference calls, a conference call from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, let us know. You need to show, let us know that you're a newcomer. Both. You need to show your face and let us know. Hi, Rahul Garu. Um, this is the first time I'm asking call on this Zoom. I have been sure. watching your videos. Thank you. Sure. I have approved EAD AP and also have approved H1 extension. So if I go to India, come back using EAP, can I travel to Canada, use automatic revalidation to get back on H1? We have tried that several times. We never had any failures as of now. Okay. At the most, if you have a failure though, they will allow you to come back and advance forward. Okay. Um, one follow-up question. So my employer is not ready to do refile or interfile. So when my EB2 date becomes current, I have both EB2 and EB3 approved I-140 with the same employer. Can I do interfile on my own or do I need my employer's involvement? You need your employer's involvement because I-140 belongs to your employer. Oh, okay. Those are the two questions. Thank you. Thank you. Next person, please. Poonam? Uh, hi, this is Poonam, and this is not the first time I'm joining this call. My question is regarding uh, automatic visa revalidation. Uh, I want to travel to Canada and then come back uh, using AVR. My question is, is that rule only valid for land travel or is it valid for air travel also? Both. Okay. And what documents should I carry to re-enter uh, US other than I-797? Passport, of course. Yeah. Um, Anything else? That's all. That's all right. Nothing else. Okay. All right. Thanks. And, and you're, like, you're not going. Uh, you're not. You're not going there for stamping, are you? No. I'm going okay. there to initiate okay. my Canada PR. Um, so the um, the airline as well as the CDP at the airport in Canada are well versed with this rule, correct? Absolutely right, ma'am. All right. Thank you. Next person, please. Yes. Yeah, hi, Rahul. Thank you for all your videos. I wanted to let you know that I got my permanent residency. Thanks for the videos where you voiced about interfiling. I did that. The question I have for you is, um, thank you very much for your that advice. Um, sure. Um, sure. And, the, and the question I have, Rahul, is that my wife also got green card because of being my spouse. And she had her H-1B that was filed and it was pending since June. And when the okay. e-card got approved, her H-1B was denied. Um, and the denial reason that we got in the notice was she became a permanent resident. So it was denied. Okay. The question I have, Rahul, is like, what is her status 
from the date that she applied for extension till the date what is the status will she call that she is on h1 because the h1 got denied who is asking the question i am asking the question rahul like what will be her status there's nobody asked the question other than you there's no oh. question that you need to answer anywhere oh okay okay so she's okay. good no the, the the question never comes anywhere okay okay so so okay. she doesn't need to answer any anywhere not in the citizenship not anywhere okay sounds good okay then. okay thank you does, thank you wish you best of luck thanks sir sandesh yeah hi um this is my first time joining in um my question is basically i applied for my um h1 um h4 and h4 ead on 16th uh, uh, sorry 30th uh, june and my um h1 got approved uh, pretty fast and this is my like uh, fourth or fifth time applying for my uh, wife's h4 ead and h4 together but uh, it's been like uh, like close to five or six months now and uh, there is no an- uh, end in sight and she would be losing her job uh, pretty soon uh, if that's the case is there anything i can do i have already there is reached- nothing there is nothing i can tell you that we can exploit people are trying congressmen not working people are trying uh, people are trying uh, ombudsman not working expedited request not working so i don't know of any method that can work okay so what, what so basically there is nothing other than like the processing time no, other than other than what i said to you there is nothing else i can do okay and believe me there are a lot of people are asking this question we used to have a court litigation that's not working either anymore so when we stopped it so nothing can be done if you find a way please let me know all right thank you next person mayur uh hi rahul uh, this is the first time i'm joining so uh i have a weird situation i'm in a year of my h1b and currently i'm waiting for my form application to be approved which was uh sent in june of july of 2021 so mm-hmm. i had a some time uh, which i could take back because i traveled to india my original 6 year expired in september 2021 but my lawyer uh did uh, did an extension till january 2022 but uh, in that 3 months which was requested uh, department of labor actually gave me an h1 for 3 years instead of 3 months mm-hmm. so i have h1b for 9 years don't rely no do not rely on that they do a mistake you are in trouble you do a mistake you are in trouble do not rely on their mistake okay because right now according to the form processing time uh, it's june 2021 which is ongoing so mine was filed at the end of july and my original h1 uh, would uh, get done uh, in the first week of january so uh, my employer said they are, that they are fine continuing my employment no 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 i would not let i'm not fine continuing after january after you complete your 6 years okay so what should i do like because this you is- should consult with me privately there are some alternative things available like going to mexico and coming back to extend the date a little bit more uh with automatic revalidation where you don't have to go for stamping you can consult me or some other lawyer where we can be creative in extending that january deadline all the way to march if needed okay okay all right next person please thank you 
Hey, uh, can you hear me? I'm audible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hi, Rahul. Uh, I want to share a good news. Uh, I recently last week I my PC got approved. Uh, so thanks for all your support. Uh, I want Sounds to start. Good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. So uh, there is a twist in the tale. Uh, my wife still uh, she got a RFE. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a initial RFE for medical. We replied. Even though dates got progressed, we got approved. So that's a news for everybody. Uh, but uh, her, she got another RFE. Now she didn't got the GC approved. Uh, looks like it will be a birth certificate. So I think my question would so be. So like, let me let me ask you one other question: Is she maintain? Is she on H four? She's on H four. H four and EAD. Yes. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. But we also have the EAD and advanced parole. So my question was uh, towards that. what should be our path forward because it's retrograde even we respond with our birth certificate i never know officer might, this time might not uh, uh, adjudicate it because it's got retrograde maybe i was lucky my question was what should we do uh, we should go towards the 485 uh, sorry ead advance parole of gc and uh, forego the h4 she's already forgone the h4 she's on h4 no but you also have the gc ead and advance parole with us there is no h4 for her it's gone you're not on h4 If you're not in H1, she's on. She's not ah. in H4. Oh, okay, okay. So then I have to update the I9. Is that what she has to update the I9 to her as well? Yeah, that's right. And she can she continue can to stay. He can continue to stay on the 485 EAD AP. Uh, I mean, how long she can, right? Is that correct? How how long it takes? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. One other suggestion that I may have mm-hmm. to you is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to file an I130 application with the council processing. Hmm. Sure. You see my point, because yeah. we don't know how long it's going to take for your prior date to become current. Yeah. We don't know whether they're going to adjudicate properly. You can have parallelly one I one thirty application filed so that she can try to get the thing in the green card in India. Oh, okay. Does uh, she has to travel if, back? If it's just an alternative thing that you have. Yeah. Okay. She yeah. She can I, travel I back and use advance parole there, get the green card and come back and throw the advance parole. Oh yeah. Um, if she was an H1B, I would have filed an I-130 and 485 for her. But does the I-130 mean that your date has to be current? Oh, because I am the primary, I am the green card holder. It doesn't matter. The, oh, I the dates are current. I the dates are current. Okay. Yeah, got you. Thanks. Thanks for that. So in that way, that you have two ways to approach. Yep. Okay. Sure. We'll do that. Thank you. Next person, please. Yep. Poonam is asking question do's and do nots of the uh, AOS interview. There's a video we put it on there. I'll try to put it out there, Poonam. Next person, please. Sunny. Uh, hey Rahul, uh, this is Sunny. I mean, my priority date is uh, November 2011, and I downgraded from EB2 to EB3 uh, sometime in uh, August this year. Uh, currently, both my EB2 and EB3 are current, and I'm stuck in EB3. I tried to do the premium processing twice. And uh, my EB three one forty got uh, rejected. I mean, it's not rejected; it's not accepted. So, what are my options here right now? I mean, is interfiling the only option, or should I uh, file? Are you do 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 you do you are you you're still on you're still on H um, one B right now? Yeah, I'm still on H one B. Yes. Uh, you can do one thing either you you can file the entire new application too. So how does the interfile? I mean, is interfiling beneficial compared to doing uh, uh, the new four eighty five EB two or? Um, 
we put a video on it. It's a 10 minute video. I want you to watch the video on the interfiling. Uh, interfi- is it interfile better or refiling better? Okay, so we'll do that. But if I do like a new 485 uh, uh, in EB2, mm-hmm. does it go to text? Because right now my application is at Texas. Process you never know. And... You never know where it will go. Oh, we never know which processing center no. goes there. Yeah. Okay. But we have seen that there is a ten, trend that if we have filed a direct 485 application, those got much more approvals as compared to I-140 downgrade applications, even if the priority date is correct. Okay, so my clock starts again from uh, filing the new 485. If, if you refile it, the clock starts again. You cannot interfile it though, because your I-140 has to be approved for interfiling. Oh, so I can't do interfiling right now since my EB2, no. EB3. No, you cannot interfile at all. You have my to wait EB3. for the I-1. Your EB3 has to be approved. EB3-140 has to be approved to interfile? Because the, that's a basis for filing the 485. There's no basis for you. That's if that's if that is not approved, you don't have any basis for it. But my EB two one forty is already approved, right? So I can't move. I know. EB2. I know. No, you have to either refile it or you have to wait for the I one forty to be approved before you interfile it. Next person, please. What's the video I I put it on? All right. Thank you. Hi. Yes, am I, suppo- uh, am I supposed to go next? Okay, sorry. Yes. Um, so I live in Texas and, uh, you know, my case was filed in uh, October of last year and it's a straight EB3 and we've already got our EAD, AP as well as biometrics. There were some hiccups, you know, with regards to my wife's application because of those clerical errors, clerical issues in the form, some question number 9A, 9B and all those. Um, having said that, we recently, just last week, we got our... What, RFP did you... For- did she- did you file the, did she got the 485 receipt notice? Yes, she got it. And um, coincidentally, you know, we, f- uh, you know, refiled or whatever we did before uh, we got that um, letter from USCIS that, you know, because of uh, this clerical error, they are allowing it. We could not retain anyway, her date as I, October. Yeah. But okay, we, so yeah. It's, we refiled it. You got a receipt notice. Okay. Right, right. And um, yeah. So uh, the first question is, um, um, you know, the online status for both of us, it shows as fingerprint done. It does not show as um, RFE or medical for for medical. Uh, So why is the, you know, the website not showing the current status, which should have been RFE has been issued for medical to us. Is it an RFE? Is it uh, they just issued a notification? No, we we got a RFE because it says in the letterhead as for <coughs> that's fine for the med- it's normal it's normal for them to have that saying that it's a fingerprint pre received we have seen that many times it's very common so there is nothing okay. wrong with your application okay and even though our uh, service center is Texas but um, we got everything received and everything from NBC but this RFE came from Miami field office so is that also normal. Are you in Miami? No, we are in Austin, Texas. Yeah, with the redistribution of the work, what they're doing is that um, anybody who is free is grabbing up the file and issue and adjudicating the applications. And it's it's not abnormal that you're getting 
the RFP or whatever it is from from Miami, it's nothing wrong with it. You're fine. Okay. Okay. So if we were to call for a, let's say, if we get a call for an interview, then we would st- still get it from Texas, right? Uh, Texas field. In 95% of the time, it will be in Austin. You said Austin, Texas, right? Right. right. It will be, it'll be San- in San Antonio, Texas. But there is chance that they may even ask you to come to come to nearby within the state, like in Houston or in uh, or in uh, or in Dallas. Also, there is a chance for it. Okay. Okay. And uh, next person. Just uh, too many uh, questions. Next person. Yeah. Okay. Tajit Sayed. Hey. So to interfile the the four eighty five, so the I one forty has to be approved. Because my lawyer, they said that they... Yes. I, I believe in the I-140 has to be approved. The reason is that from in October, you filed the 485s, right? December, yeah. What's the basis for it? Yeah, the downgrade, uh, yeah, they applied for but, but it's uh, not a, I-140. It's not approved. Yeah, it's, it's not approved. It's not approved. But EB-2 is current right now, right? Well, so that, that's different. I-140. That's different. But from the basis for you is not complete. The foundation is not complete. Okay. Yeah. So, what happens if now if they uh, if they send a letter to USAS to for interfiling? You know, so I mean, they may they may not act on it. It's not going to harm you. Okay. It's not going to harm you, but I don't know how they can how they can adjudicate the application legally. So, how uh, they can adjudicate? I don't understand it. Once I one forty is approved in EB three, then they they will consider yeah. that interfile. Then they should consider that. Yeah. Okay, so they, I would interfile. They, I would interfile again once I one forty is approved. So we have to do it once again. I would recommend that you do it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Because the my in, inter- is not willing to interfiling do is not a formal process. Okay, there is no formal process. It's just they can. It's up to their discretion to do or not to do. But I don't see the basis for interfiling because your foundation is not complete. The basis for which you filed an I-485 is not complete yet. Next person, please. Thank you. Raj? Yeah. Uh, hello, sir. Myself, Raj. Uh, actually, I have a question regarding CPT. I'm on Why? CPT. Uh, yeah, I'm on CPT. And uh, I'm, I'm with one of the college. And uh, so, like... Uh, Actually, like my CPT is about to end, so I just asked them for the renewal. But they said like my CPT was like already ended on uh, October itself. Um, but without knowing, I uh, they said they have sent that email to my university email address, but I haven't got that. I haven't checked that, and uh, I I still without knowing I continue to work without like uh, without uh, without work permit. So now they are saying that uh, they are chances that they would terminate my savings. And then I, I have like uh, called this uh, SEVP portal and checked, and uh, still the service is showing like uh, uh, active now. Uh, so they are saying that you have two options. You can you you can do like reinstate your reinstate your service with uh, USCIS, and it would take almost like nine eight to nine months. Or the other option is you can have a new service record uh, with full enrollment all over again. Uh, for that you need to like cross the border, I guess. So now, uh, but then is what is the what can I do now? Like I'm really. I stuck would recommend here. crossing the border would be the easiest thing for you to do it. That would be the easiest thing for you to do it. But I would recommend that you consult a lawyer before you do that. 
There is a rule called five months rule though for crossing the border. So that's what they're suggesting. That's definitely a better suggestion than reinstatement. Reinstatement sometimes is successful, sometimes it's not successful. But the crossing the border is quicker, easier, and better. Okay. Okay, but now I think like call a close, like is it like recommended because I think like because of the COVID situation? Whoa, 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 whoa. Mexico is open. What are you speaking about COVID? Okay. Yeah, actually, like I consult with few of my friends. They said like it would be risky and see like no. Uh, if no, border is, border is less riskier than, uh, than reinstatement. Next person, please. Thank you. Kauru? Hello. Uh, thanks, uh, Rahul. Uh, question is, uh, in employment, the employer has agreed to do green card. Now, they filed the EB-3 downgrade last year. Now, if you are doing self-filing EB-2, can the employer say no to refile? Is it legal? Uh, um, is it a NIW? Is it a labor certification EB-2? It's a labor certification EB2, employment-based. Both EB2, uh, EB3. They can, say, they, they, they can say no to refi. Oh, okay. And if you are applying for uh, EB2 EAD concurrent, and if you already have EB3 EAD, do you apply as a new EAD based on EB2 concurrent or apply as renew because you already have EB3 new, EAD? New, new, new EAD. New EAD. Uh, great. And uh, you. about using the EB2 EAD versus EB3 EAD, uh, you feel there is a difference. You become committed to EB2 if you use EB2 EAD? If you have or both the EADs, so you're fine to use either of those things. But if you have only EB3 and you use the EB3, then you're married to EB3. Oh, okay, got it. Thank you so much. Next, if there's a newcomer's guys, you need to show your face and you need to let Gayatri know that you're a newcomer. You need to let them, let the new, you have never asked the question. You should let Gayatri know if you have never asked the question. Next caller, please. Mayur. I already asked a question, uh, but I had a few more if you uh, have Also, uh, I uh, my wife uh, has an I-140 approved, like I mentioned with respect to the uh, error from USCIS. Is there an option I should move over to H4? What was the error? Uh, where they gave me three years instead of three months and extended my H1B for two nine. Oh, you have a H4 option? I have an H4 option, yes. Go for it. Okay. Next person, go for it. That's better. She? Hey, hi Rahul. Uh, thanks for this opportunity. I have a question regarding uh, H4 EAD. My wife, currently she is on H4 EAD. So is it uh, valid or legal allowed to work uh, two jobs at the same time? Uh, basically like a two different employers uh, using H4 EAD. Absolutely, she can work for multiple employers. Okay, my wife so, works for my wife works for eight employers at the same time. Oh, same. She gets basically, from she gets yeah. W two from eight employers, six okay, to eight so, somewhere. 
okay so is it uh, it's legal and valid yes yeah thank you My thank wife you so is green card citizens but but still and h4 ead is, is can do the same thing yeah she is on it my wife she is on h4 ead so yeah, it's allowed right she can work for okay. six people or eight people that's allowed okay yeah but both are two different uh, employers not with one single employer it's no like no my wife get w2 from eight employers okay <laughs> okay thank you uh, thank you so much uh, i appreciate your Next thank you anti yes hi rahul uh, we have been um, you know in touch with you a couple of months back i think even you read my email yesterday um and i was uh, thinking of a consultation but i just thought i'd take my chance and ask this question sure. we got an we got an rfe uh, both for me and my husband uh, saying that even though our births are in 73 and then uh, 71 we registered late while coming to us around 2008 so it's a 34 years gap is there between so uscss has sent an rfe for us saying that submit the original birth certificate we, which we submitted along with the timely registration if you do not have that uh, available get that non availability certificate and you no, know no you do not you do not get non availability certificate but submit the alternative documents is that that should be enough because it clearly says only with the letter we accept the following secondary evidences so it showed as no 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 you do not paper. you do not submit non availability certificate when you have late registration ma'am okay okay thank you sir thank you so much yeah and in case my attorney is still going with the same book rule that you need to get it can you represent is that possible that even though they are I, how can you get a non availability certificate i know it Just, doesn't make logic at all like but, you know but, but they say yeah yeah so anyway so they're trying would to would you be able to yeah, anybody yeah that yeah you can you can have a consultation with me now. okay and you can give some letter or you can give some advice and we can carry yes. forward the same to our company yes, to this right you can okay. provide we can provide all the documents yeah we have our like card pan card other card issue yeah so and then then you have. can have a consultation and i'll tell you what to do sure thank you so much appreciate it sir yeah next person please prem kumar Hello sir how are you good okay um um i have a problem with the uh, university of cumberland and then i was uh, i was doing my second masters for day one cpt mm-hmm. um so um unfortunately uh, usually they they approve uh, i20 for each semester but for fall i i there was a miscommunication happen i didn't got my uh, i20 but i i did work so okay. uh, when i apply for spring 2022 they say they say uh, you don't have a approved for fall i20 and then and you worked so they terminated my i20 so i i want to know what's the procedures to do uh, to stay here um did they give an option that they'll give a fresh i20 and then you can go outside the country and come back uh so i transferred to train university and then they told me but the cumberland they saying you have to get out of the country that's the only thing they say i would recommend that you consult a lawyer privately right and in our office the better person will be steven brown or justin riviera 
Yes, Tino Vieira. Okay. Okay. So uh, I, I so I spoke to a train, and then and the train train university. They say uh, usually students they 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 get a new I twenty, and then they go to uh, Mexico or Canada. That's exactly the proper one visa. to do it. But I would recommend to consult a lawyer before you do that. Oh, before I do that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was waiting. Next person. Uh, thank you, sir. The number ends with 8244. Yeah, hi. Um, we apply. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, uh, we applied for adjustment of status two months ago. We received a letter saying that the fingerprint fee was accepted and they, we don't need to do new fingerprints. They're going to use the old one. But they sent us a, you know, information saying yesterday online that the case was transferred to a different uh, field office. Uh, we are just wondering what could be the reason. Is this something to be worried about or? Uh, no, it's because of the caseload that they have. Um, yeah. They're transferring to different, different places though. But so, ours went to a national benefit center, which is one of the best uh, centers uh, processing quickly. So we are concerned. Is there any need for an interview or something? Because our, we thought that our uh, application is supposed to be straightforward. Well, there is nothing called straightforward, um, but um, but uh, because of the case load, you know, if they are assigned to one officer, the officer thinks that he has too much load, he lets it go to anybody else, and people are picking up whoever is free. So oh, okay. nothing to worry about it. It's just normal, and it's you're just a Tom, Dick, and Harry. Nothing different with you. Okay. And they sent us letters for me and my husband saying that they, we don't need to do fingerprints, but they didn't send letters for my kids. To offer How, old kids. Are kids? So, How old uh, are your kids? 19 and 14. Yeah, that's fine. Um, that's normal also. Nothing to worry about it. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I'll take the last caller, guys. Gautam. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Uh, can you hear yes. me? Yes, I can. Yeah. yeah. This question is from my wife. Uh, she's currently an MBA student at a university in Tennessee, Knoxville. Uh, she is doing her second master's. This is a STEM program. Uh, in her first master's, which she graduated uh, in computer science in 2004, she used 10 months out of the 12 months of OPT. Uh, so my first question is, is it uh, possible for her to reuse uh, part of the OPT which she has not used after she graduates uh, or extension OPT? My question is that, did she apply for 12 months of OPT? Uh, in 2004, yes. Yeah. So she got it. She did not use it. Uh, she didn't use the full, full 12 months. She used 10 months and then she went on H1B. Why is she doing a double master's when she already has a H1B? She doesn't have a H1B. We moved to India and we relocated back now in wait, 2021. She, wait, wait. She has a, you said she moved to H1Bs, right? Yeah, in 2004, she was in H-1B. She uh, completed five and a half years of H-1B. And then we moved to India in 2010. And we came back to U.S. in 2021, September. There are many alternatives that you can think about it. Is that she's already been counted to the H-1B number. 
So if she has used five and a half years, she still have six months of H1B left. She can have a company file a labor and I-140 for her right now. Okay. Okay. And then she can get back to H1B without subject to the lottery. Okay. Uh, but what about OPT? Because uh, if we get the benefit of- Yeah, 30, I need to- Yeah, you, you may want to- OPT. Yeah. She has, yeah. she has applied and got 12 months. So she will not be able to get one more 12 months of OPT. Okay, but in 2004, the OPT was for 12 months. Right now, the OPT is for 30 months. No, OPT is only OPT is only 12 months. Ra last time, she applied for 12 months, right? She got for right. 12 months. Yes. She didn't use it. It's not, it's not the USCIS problem. It's her problem. She should have applied okay. only for 10 months, but she used for 12 months. So she's not entitled for one more unless... The degree that she is doing is above, if she has done master's, she has to do doctorate degree. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. They are, you need to think about alternative plans. What about you? What about your I-140? What's going on with that? Yeah, yeah. My I-140 is approved and I am uh, going to Why look for you, an H-1B. What, oh, so you're, what we say you are in right now? I'm on F-2 status. Okay. Were you on H-1B before? Yes, I was on H-1B, but I used my six years of H-1B. But my I-140 is approved. Now your I-140 is approved. When you apply for the H-1B, why don't you apply for H-4 plus EAD for her? When I apply for my H-1B, I should apply for her H-4 and EAD. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then she can work anywhere. Yeah. Right. The, the whole strategy, the way you're approaching the entire immigration is wrong, according to me. Okay. You may okay. want to have a consultation with me or anybody like that so that we can fine tune you. There are better ways of doing the EADs rather than the plants that you have because H4 sure. EAD comes with no strings. Okay. Okay. I will email you and get a consultation with you, Rahul. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. The have next a good day. Thank you. Call will be tomorrow at 3.30. Thank you guys for coming. Sorry, we couldn't answer all the people. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.